0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is August. Happy August one and all. I'll get my second shot next week. I've got two one-day festivals this month. And I am a little bit scared about it. In the words, Chuck Bring the noise. FM podcast network. I'm Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little I'm scared, so to speak. I'm just like a bit apprehensive about it all because it's the first time I'm actually, you know, going to a proper event of this nature in obviously since I don't know February of of 2020. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's a bit weird. Um, I've kind of, I've I've kind of made it. Uh, I've kind of trying. I'm trying to ease myself back into it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, I'm getting my second jab next week, and I'm happy about that. You know, what I mean, I got it pushed up a couple of weeks. I was gonna get it at the end of August, but now I'm getting it in mid August. So that's good. For, that's good. Um, but yeah, I've got my first. Uh, I got one day festival. I'm going to on Sunday. Um, on the eighth, and uh, you know, I'm not expecting it to be, you know, Lollapalooza vibes. I don't know if you guys have seen those photos of like the crowd at Lollapalooza or Rolling Loud or any of those American festivals. It it just looks stupid. Like it it just there's I can't I can't think of anything (laughs) worse. Like not even not even for like a health perspective, but just like a a general enjoyment perspective. Like why 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 do I want to be in a crowd that big you know what I mean like I'm not gonna see anything I'm not gonna be anywhere near the stage I'm gonna be barely hearing the music like it's just th- there's no that just doesn't look enjoyable in any fashion to me like to, to to be there and actually enjoy music which is what I'm supposed to do there like what the fuck it's like, those crowds are stupid it's, it's, it's absolutely silly to me um so you know I'm going to more I'm going to a couple of one day festivals um in the city in London, and uh, you know, they're, they're, I've, I'm guessing they're not going to be that big. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing they're gonna be relatively, you know, relatively intimate affairs, right? Um, probably a couple, couple thou, you know what I mean? Probably, probably, well, especially for the other one, but the, the the one I'm going to uh on Sunday, I, I'm not sure. I don't I don't think he'll be that big, you know. What I mean, I think he will be kind of intimate. And I'm here for that. I'm here I'm here for that intimate affair. Um, I feel like that's the best way to enjoy it, any event, to be honest. Um, having just someone like Lollapalooza looking at that kind of crowd, they just not even that doesn't even make me squeamish or anything. Uh it's not even about that. It's not it's not even about health. It's just about that's just that just doesn't look enjoyable at all. No, it just it really doesn't look enjoy, enjoyable at all. And you know I'm I'm saying that and it's the same with like Glastonbury, all of those. It's the same with it's the same with all of those, right? Cuz like it it just it it just it just doesn't really look all that to me. Um but past that, you know, I'm easing back into it. Um for me, my it's everything is back. I'm back in at Moment is gonna be like a uh, when I see Little Sims in December or November. I forget what date, what what month is. But yeah, once I see Sims live, once I get hype on that, I feel like I'm gonna be and depending on the results of that. And obviously these one day festivals. Um, I'll, you know that'll just be just be my way of easing back into it. Um, maybe next year I'll be doing more stuff. You know, what I mean, I think I feel like that's a. I'm probably being I'm probably the one of the more conservative way uh, not conservative but like the more cautious um set of people um in in terms of doing this I feel like most a lot of people have already dived the way of the fuck back in you know going holidays, going flying, going this, doing that, doing that doing living life up and I'm just like mm. Yeah, not, quite yet. No, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Not, not that confident in all you guys yet. Not not quite confident in all you guys yet. Um, but we'll get, we'll get in there. We'll get in there. I think by the end of the year I should be okay. I, I, that's me personally. But uh, you know, everyone has their own levels. Um, and yeah. But anyway, uh, apart from that, solid week. I got my camera. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful, guys! It's so beautiful. It fits nice in hand. It's it's glorious. Uh, I've i took, uh, I went outside and uh, sound my gun. Took a few photos just to test out, You know, what I mean, test drive it. You know, I've got a bit, a little bit of a learning curve to do for me personally. I want to, you know, I need to get back in the mindset of like, uh, you know, ISO, shutter speed, aperture, uh, all uh, just just all that camera shit. Because honestly, you guys, like, taking a pic, taking a photo on a phone is has, has really blunted my any 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 skill I had in photography back in the day, like during my GCSE and A level years, um, has completely gone. I just I just I've completely lost it, I've completely lost any sort of skill. And I wasn't even that great back in the day, I'm not even saying I was like hot or anything, but Jesus Christ, I was like looking at them dials and everything. I'm just like, oh, I got a learning curve, I need to do some learning. Um, so yeah, I need to. Uh, brush up on some skills on that front and get get back into because honestly, taking a picture on a phone is fucking easy. It's so click and shoot. It's it's so simple. It's it's. I don't think we understand how simple photography is now. Uh, has been made now. Like you just, you some of you lot just tap the focus button uh, to what, what you want to focus on. Just press press press, uh, press the button. Nice like this. It's, it's so fucking easy now. It's so point and shoot. It's crazy. Um, but. Um, yeah, I I just wanted something a bit more. Uh, I just wanted something more personal. Um, I'm not going to be posting, you know, constantly on the IG about about like uh, about it. I did one um, of the camera itself, but uh, yeah, apart from that, you 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 probably won't see any of the photos I I I I take. Um, I'm keeping them for myself. They're purely, um, they're purely just for my memory alone and i'm gonna take him you know to the events i was i was talking about before and uh you know and for many and for many more it's a lifetime it's a lifetime thing it's a lifetime thing i'm trying to do and uh, yeah so you know that's 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 but anyway i've talked long enough let's get into the show before we begin email to the ig <laughs> funny enough a discord link all that in the full show notes please go click the links and read, for, uh, read the article for yourself I'll put them all in the full show notes so you can read for yourself and uh, yeah give them a click read for yourself and support the writers that uh, help make the show possible however that's it let the beat drop let's get into the show A week where Turkey and Greece are the latest countries to suffer wildfires. Thinking, um, I think in Turkey there's been a few deaths as well. <clears throat> um, Amazon is dealt a 888 million pound or, or million dollar, sorry, EU fine uh, for data privacy breach. Uh, Latin, this is bullshit. I'm sorry. This is the most bullshit fucking news headline I've ever seen. Latin is going to be taught in English state schools. My question is why 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 teach a dead language i'm sorry it's a dead language you you guys were lucky i was uh, I, I bothered to turn off a of french okay and you and you're trying to teach you latin now gfy mate. go fuck yourself that is a joke um the baby is taken off uh, several uh, Festival lineups after homophobic comments about earned two apologies. And there was actually a tweet I saw about this, um, just, just about the baby in general, right? And it's just interesting in how in, in what the line is for people and how we just okay okay now now you've done it guy now you've done it mate now you've done it. Um, so this, this is by Michael Harriet. Just shout out to him. Uh, the baby slapped a black woman on the ca- on camera. I personally totally forgot about that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, then he publicly joked about a black woman after being abused. Uh, a black woman being abused after making money with her, Megan Stallion. Uh Then he brought, that that was my tether. That, that, I was I stopped fucking the baby after that, right? That was me personally. Um, then he brought uh, the black woman's abuser on stage, Tory Lanes. Then he said the homophobic stuff, and you know, you know that's that's. What else can you say about that? Honestly, like, what else can you say about that? Like you, you, now, now, now—that's the—that's the tether for you, because it's just um, it's just fuss. It, it, its funny, right? When it came, um, when it uh, when a, what was it Was it leap part or, or like one of the one of those like really big pop artists for like, oh, I don't recognize the baby anymore, or stuff or something like that. It was like, but he did all that shit beforehand. Like, why has it changed for you now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? It doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make s- sense. It's jarring, anyway. And uh, lastly, China are starting to have another COVID outbreak. It's relatively small. Um, they've had, like, uh, I think 70-something cases in in, the, in one particular place, and they shut that place down. Um, But, yeah, you know, it's not, like, 100,000 or anything, but they've had an outbreak again, so... You know, to to have. I'm just saying this to say, all you guys talking about. Oh, oh, look, our our death numbers are going, and, and cases are going down. Right. That 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 means we need. That means everything needs to be open. I'm not saying everything ne- doesn't need to be open. Right. I'm not even. About, I'm not even on that bandwagon anymore. Right. Do what you want. I'ma do me. You do you. That's clearly what the government is telling us. Do what you want. Okay. Hence why I was talking about easing back previously. Right. But all this. Don't act like it's gonna go away just 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 because you you stopped thinking about it. Anyway, let's jump into our first topic. Uh, it's sports, and obviously it's Olympics uh, continuing uh, into well, it's this final f- final week. Uh, is it final week? Yeah, we've got like four more, four five more days, um, and uh, yeah, so you know it's coming it's come to a close. Uh, but again, I don't want to talk about a specific topic. I want to talk about the thing overall. And, uh, about the cost of the Olympics. I think I've talked about this before, but I found this article here by Jerusalem Demsis of uh, Vox, and it was very, it was very comprehensive, and I really liked the way it was worded. Um, so I'm going to give this a read. So this is, uh, hosting the Olympics comes at a massive cost, and we all know this, right? But there comes a, there's a little bit in the article itself that, you know, talks about can it be cut down, and, uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the point I want to focus on uh, when I when we get to it. But I'll read the I'll read the article as, as I usually do. So let's go. Let's jump right into it. Olympics are a bad deal for host cities, and they're starting to take notice. In 2013, when it bid for the 2020 game, uh, Summer Games, Tokyo thought it would be spending 7.3 billion by summer 2020. An Oxford, Oxford economist told the uh, Associated Press that uh, Tokyo's costs had already won the double to 15.84 billion. Uh, local organizers have disputed uh, that total, though they admitted in December that in 2019 December uh, that costs have risen to 12.6. Uh, but competing estimates uh, from uh, a national audit board and national newspapers contend it could be nearly thirty billion dollars. To be sure, Tokyo is a special case. To see had to postpone the games for a year after COVID nineteen made hosting the international event a non starter, and that they and they won't receive the local tourism boom that usually accompanies the Olympics. Uh, but what happened in Tokyo is part of a larger trend. A 2020 paper by Oxford economist Bent Flyve big I'm just gonna. Disregard the J in there and say Flyberg, Flyvberg, Flivberg. There you go, Flivberg. That's probably Flivberg. Uh, found that every, quote every Olympics since 1960 has run over budget, an average 127.2% in real terms, the highest overrun on record for any type of mega project. Unquote. In other words, he found there's something specifically wrong with the Olympics bidding, uh, Olympics bidding process, even compared to, to other boondoggles love that word boondoggle uh, and it's not just the cost some of the uh, supposed benefits of hosting the Olympics have come under scrutiny by local uh, locals and economists alike economist Victor Matheson and Robert bard uh babe? bard there's two A's on'm so Uh, outlined the potential benefits as, quote, the short-run benefits of tourist spending during the Games, the long-run benefits of the, quote-unquote, Olympic legacy, uh, which might include improvements in infrastructure and increased trade, foreign investment or tourism after the Games, and intangible benefits such as the feel-good effect or civic pride, unquote. Like any other infrastructure project, the Games can provide a brief employment benefit and stimulative effect, but nowhere near what you might expect, quote, Overwhelmingly, the studies show actual economists, uh, economic impacts are, uh, that are either near zero or a fraction of that predicted prior to the event. Uh, Matheson and Bard, right? Uh, and when it comes to the long-run economic benefits from improved infrastructure, they often don't pan out. Those are usually attributed, attributed to the sports and general infrastructure that hosting the Olympics requires. Quote, there are 35 sports most of which are fairly obscure, and many of which require require very, very specific sports infrastructure, uh, as Matheson told Fox. So the problem is that most cities don't have this on hand in the first place, and most cities don't have much use for it afterwards, unquote. Matheson and Bard write that, uh, quote, many of the venues from the Athens Games in 2004 fall into disrepair, uh, Beijing's iconic Bird's Stadium has rarely been used since 2008, and has been partially converted partially converted into apartments. Oh my gosh! Uh, quote. They add that there there are potentially greater returns for general infrastructure improvements like transportation networks or increased hotel capacity, but it's a mixed bag. The intangible benefits are hard to quantify. To be sure, uh, watching the games already is already a delight. Doing so in real life, plus the excitement of having the having international attention on your city, is only more so. And yet, that alone is a tough sell. It's become abundantly clear that the financial cost of hosting the Olympics cannot be justified in economic terms. So what could reform look like? Here we go. Cities are taking notice of exorbitant, uh, yeah, exorbitant costs. I love that word. Uh, the company hosting the Olympics and fewer and fewer bids are being made for upcoming games. In 2015, four of six bidders pulled out as countries bid for the 2022 Winter Games. In 2018, during bidding for the 2026 Winter Games, again four countries pulled out Uh, during the process, many citing local concerns about financial commitments required. Los Angeles was the only bid for the 1984 Summer Games, and its experience highlights only uh, one of the few ways a city can actually profit from hosting the Games. Uh, According to the Council on Foreign Relations, that was partly because LA, as the only bidder, was able to, quote, negotiate exceptionally favourable terms with the IOC. But, most importantly, uh, LA was able to rely almost entirely on existing stadiums and other infrastructure rather than uh, promise lavish new facilities to entice the IOC selection committee. Uh, LA finished with a $215 operating surplus, they write. Let's stop there. So... The fact that we have that that people that are b- this is this is the problem here that the country's bidding, they try and one up each other by promising these uh the these lavish new places. You know what I mean? I don't know why the IOC gives a fuck because they're not living in it. It's not like we're building houses for these people, right? If it were, if the interest, if we have the infrastructure already, then use that fucking infrastructure. But because that bidding process is so, so obviously uh uh. uh uh, contested for for some of these right bidding processes, then you have to then you have to do something. And the way they all do it is by going oh look, new, new this, new that, new everything. Fu- uh, and, you know, IOC don't care about the fucking cost because they're not paying for it. It's not their money. So, I don't give a shit. They just want to be wowed and just uh, and just wined and... literally wined and dined. I want to be part of the IOC so I could just be wined and dined all the fucking time. I'd love that. Uh, following this success, uh, the number of cities bidding trended up, which allowed the IOC to continue a process that encourages expensive plans. There we go. The overarching problem is that without reform, the incentives of the IOC and the local host city committee are misaligned. The former uh, the former makes this money off ad revenue, while the latter needs to care about the exorbitant cost of infrastructure, local governance issue, issues... And ticket sales, the latter of which became increasingly important in Tokyo. Pacific University professor Jules Boykoff uh, pilloried the IOC for running itself like a profit goblin cartel in a 2017 LA Times column. Uh, quote, For too long, the IOC has claimed. Uh, that the city doesn't have to build new infrastructure—that is the city's decision. Of course, ho- host cities have to build new venues if they actually want to host the games. Why? kayak venues don't grow on trees. In truth, the IOC chips in for operating costs by essentially laundering money from its lucrative co- corporate sponsorships and TV rights uh, and TV rights deals. Uh, that's all well and good, but it's time the organization stepped up and con- contributed to infrastructure costs as well. And I highly agree with that. Car sharing uh, could incentivize the IOC to reduce its pressure for bids to contain more and more elaborate items in an attempt to win a bid. Quote: These cities started to offer so much more than what they what really benefited them. Unquote. Um, uh, University of Colorado Boulder uh, economist Stephen Billings said, "Quote: uh, I saw in Tokyo. They built a very specific venue for free, <laughs> free basketball. <laughs> it seems." <laughs> It seems like couldn't we just use regular basketball venue? I mean, yeah, I didn't know that, but that's just, that's just, that, that, that's a perfect, that's a perfect example. Three on three basketball is literally a half court and a little, and a little crowd around it. Like you can use half, you can use a, a basketball, a general arena. Uh, If you do basketball in there, great, right? Have the floor, right? Or uh, have asphalt because uh, three on three is uh, asphalt. All right, it's, but it's easy to replace. You can replace the wooden panels, easy, right? All the NBA, st- all the uh, most NBA stadiums have that capacity because they, they, you know, host hockey events and music events as well in those stadiums, right? And, re- and there's arenas, so you can move the wood and make it asphalt, and you can have two games going at one on one point, one on one half, one on the other half. That's it's, it's so easy, it's, and you make li- and you don't have to spend money on that. Anyway. Some have suggested a permanent location for the Olympics. Smith College economist Andrew Zimbalist laid out his case for this weeks before the Rio Olympics were set to begin and uh, after more than 77,000 favela residents had been evicted. Quote Why not build the required 35 sports venues, the Olympic Village and the Broadcasting and Media Center only once instead of building them anew in a different city every four years? He suggests Los Angeles for the Summer Olympics, which he argues has all the necessary infrastructure that would not go to waste between games. To ensure the benefits of the uh, games are actually considering, uh, actually uh, of the games actually accrue and avoid the risk of the percent internal political and economic strife, putting them in a location where the infrastructure is sure to be used and reused could address some of the downsides of hosting. And holding the Olympics in a wealthier country ensures that there is some unforeseen uh, f- financial cost to bear; the nation is better positioned to pay it. Uh, might have is downsized too. Excluding a- uh, developing countries from hosting duties is the antithetical, is antithetical to the game's global mission. Uh, brackets, though the IOC have never awarded uh, hosting to a truly low-income nation in the global south. But it's worth considering. As the Tokyo Olympics plays out in empty stadiums, the IOC will continue ra- uh, raking in profits from TV ad revenue as the world watches from home. But it's the Japanese people who will inevitably foot the bill. And that's not right. That is not right in any way. Uh, the, the the whole the whole concept just jars me. It's the whole. It's that's the whole. That's the one. Thi- well, not the one thing, but that's the main thing that really fucks me off about just Olympics in general. As someone who really loves the Olympics and loves you know digesting as much as possible, right? Is the fact that uh, you know I know now uh, since especially since you know 08 I think uh, is when I kind of started like. Uh, Thinking about these kind of things whenever the Olympics came around, and you know, we were talking about. Obviously, you know, I regularly heard you know, radio broadcasts and TV broadcasts, and people bitching and moaning about London twenty twelve happening, right? And then obviously, everyone was fucking enjoying themselves, right? <laughs> but you know, you can enjoy it and also hate it, right? It's, it's just just be real about it. Don't don't act like you you are not gonna you are not gonna watch it. Um, if you are one of those people, uh, I know I am gonna watch it, but I am also I'm also aware that the Olympics is just stupid. From a, it's literally a boondoggle. It's literally the definition of a boondoggle. um uh, Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's just the, the whole thing is just that. three on three basketball point is literally the. It's literally just a perfect example. Like you built a whole facility for three on three basketball. It's so unnecessary. Just use a general arena. It's so easy. Just use a general arena. You could also you could you could repurpose that arena for uh, for a lot of things. So as soon as three and three basketball ended, uh, you could have repurposed it and made it sports climbing. You know what I mean? You could you, you could you could literally repurpose it. Uh, de- depending on you know when the sports start and end. You could literally repurpose it into several sports. Um, so yeah, it, it just it's... The whole thing is supremely logical. I think uh, most people that don't watch the Olympics love to say, oh, it costs too much. This is such a unnecessary spending. And I'm like, yeah, yes, we all know this. You're not special. You're not like, this isn't new news, right? <laughs> this isn't breaking news. Breaking news, Olympics cost money. Well, shit, really? Um, I mean, I personally would love to see it hosted um, in somewhere like South Africa. Um, but I just know it's never going to happen because why, why, would, why would they bother? Why would they bother? You know what I mean. This is just no point. Unless the IOC fucking sucks it up and actually puts money towards all this, right? And then they'll start getting. Uh, then, then, then. <laughs> trust me. If they start footing the bill for some of this shit, then they'll be like, "Oh, oh no, we can't. We can't do a three-on-three three basketball. But but we haven't. Ar- but you guys have an arena. Why can't we just use that? Then they'll change their fucking tune. Trust me on that. So uh, yeah." IOC needs to start footing the bill for some of these. Brisbane was the only bidder for the 20, for the 20 was it 32 summer games. They were the only bidder. Right? People they need to they need to start they need to start either footing the bill or actively just stop making these bidding processes so competitive to the point where okay, yeah sure guys, go Oh, oh you, you're going to do a, a bespoke three on three basketball uh, arena? Oh, we have to give it to you now. Bollocks. Foot the bill. So we jump into one of two life topics for this episode, and uh, I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while. This is, I've been wanting to talk about this one for weeks. Um, so if you are unaware, uh, there has been uh, multiple publications uh, from the Guardian to the Washington Post and several others around the world have been uh, collectively reporting on this thing called the Pegasus Project. Um, which is, well, I'm gonna, I've got this article that basically explains what is Pegasus. Um, but, uh, basically it's spyware and, uh, it has, uh, and a lot of these reports have been coming out, you know, very, uh, you know, just very gradually, uh, with big names being added to, like, this list of numbers that this spyware has it included like presidents like uh, Emmanuel macron, uh, notable uh, activists uh, lo- even like very even like the l- most local people because as you can see, as you're gonna hear by this article um, is very widespread it is taken it is bought privately it's a private software all right, and uh, it is bought by certain governments such as the Hungarian government. Uh, Mexico have bought have bought uh, have participated in this a lot. Uh, Saudi Arabia, many other countries. Okay, and they use it for their for you know it's supposed to be used for obviously for like you know getting terrorists right. But, they, but you start seeing these names and you know they they they're not really. What you would consider a terrorist? Right. I remember I was listening to today in focus, uh, the Guardian's um, daily podcast, and they had like a five, they had like a week long, uh, invest, uh, just a week long talk about it, a week long uh, episodes about it, and basically uh, they did one in Mexico where you know numbers were just of local ministers, like very local people in like this one little town, and Pegasus was potentially being used on them. Like it just it is it's mind-boggling so i'm gonna get into this it's called what is pegasus spyware and how does it hack phones uh it's by david pegg and sam cutler and uh, there are plenty of other articles to get into uh this is this is from like this is from one of like the first articles that came out on like 18th of july so this is like a month old nearly um but i thought a good explainer would help and uh if you want to get into this some more go for it there's plenty of work Everywhere, uh, worldwide, to get into wherever you are in the world, there's probably some uh, good reporting on your side. So let's just get into this. Uh, let's get into this piece. Um, it is the name uh, for ha- perhaps the most powerful piece of spyware ever developed, certainly by a private company. Once it has wormed its way onto your phone without you noticing it, it can turn into a twenty-four hour surveillance device. It can copy messages you send or receive harvest your photos, and record your calls. It might secretly film you through your phone's camera. I'm reading this via my phone, by the way, so I I literally just looked at my camera I say that. Or activate the microphone to record your conversations. It could potentially pinpoint where you are, where you've been, and who you've met. Pegasus is the hacking software, or spyware, that is developed, marketed, and licensed to governments around the world by the Israeli company NSO Group. It Excuse me. It has the capability to infect billions of fo- excuse me billions of phones uh, running either iOS or Android operating systems. The earliest versions of Pegasus discovered, which was captured by researchers in 2016, infected phones through what is called spear phishing text messages or emails that trick a target into clicking on a malicious link. Since then, however, NSO's attack capabilities have become more advanced. Pegasus infections can be achieved through so-called zero-click attacks, which do not require any interaction from the phone's owner in order to succeed. These will often exploit zero-day vulnerabilities, which are flaws or bugs in an operating system that the mobile phone's manufacturer does not yet know about and has not been able to fix. As someone who has an LG phone, and LG is now defunct from their mobile <laughs> from their mobile side, Yay! Anyway, continue on. Uh, in 2019, WhatsApp revealed that nso software has had been used to send malware to more than uh, 1,400 phones by exploiting uh, exploiting a zero-day vulnerability. Simply by placing a WhatsApp call to a target device, malicious Pegasus code could be installed on the phone, even if the target never answered the call. More recently, NSO has be- has begun exploiting vulnerabilities in Apple's iMessage software, giving it backdoor access to hundreds of millions of iPhones. Apple says it is continually updating the software to prevent such attacks. Of course, it would say that uh, technical understanding of Pegasus and how to uh, how to find the evidential breadcrumbs it leaves on a phone after a success- successful infection has been improved by research conducted by Claudio uh, Guanieri. Guarnieri, yeah, who runs uh, Amnesty, Amnesty's Inter- Amnesty International's Berlin-based security lab, quote, uh, things are becoming a lot more complicated for the targets to notice, said Guarnieri, who uh, explained that NSO clients had largely abandoned suspicious SMS messages for more subtle zero-click attacks. For companies such as NSO, exploiting software that is either installed on devices by default, such as iMessage, or is very widely used, such as WhatsApp, is especially attractive because it dramatically increases the number of mobile phones Pegasus can successfully attack. As a technical partner of the Pegasus project, an international consortium of media organisations, including the Guardian, Amnesty's, uh, including the Guardian, Lab, has discovered uh, traces of successful attacks by Pegasus customers on iPhones running up-to-date versions of Apple iOS. Uh, the attacks were carried out as recently as July 2021. Forensic analysis of the phones uh, of victims has also identified uh, evidence suggesting NSO's constant uh, search for weaknesses may have expanded to other commonplace apps. In some of the cases analyzed by Guanieri and his team, peculiar network traffic relating to Apple's photos at music apps can be seen at the times of the infections, suggesting NSO may have begun uh, leveraging uh, new vulnerabilities. Uh, where, where neither spear phishing nor zero-click attacks succeed, Pegasus can also be installed over a wireless transceiver uh, located near a target, or according to an NSO brochure, simply meant a brochure, they have a brochure. Imagine that. Imagine reading a brochure for something like this. Just <laughs> destroy your enemies with the <laughs> oh, fucking <hell. laughs> h uh, simply manually installed uh, if an agent can steal their target t- the target's phone. Once installed on a phone, Pegasus can harvest more or less any information or extract any file. SMS messages, address books, call history, calendars, emails, and internet browsing histories can all be exfiltrated. Shit. Um, There's a nice little graph here as well to basically say what I've just said. Uh, uh, Quote, When an iPhone is compromised, it's done in such a way that allows the attacker to obtain so-called root privileges or administrative uh, privileges on the device, uh, said Guarnieri. Uh, Pegasus can do more than what the owner of the device can do, unquote. So they basically rooted your fucking phone like in that case. Uh, that's that's crazy. Or well, j- jail broke your phone, as uh, some people used to call it back in the day. But <clears throat> well, I'm sure people still call it that. But anyway, uh, lawyers for NSO claimed that Amnesty International's uh, technical uh, report was conjecture, describing it as quote a compilation of speculative, speculative, and baseless a- a- assumptions. However, uh, unquote. <laughs> however, they did not uh, dispute any of its specific findings or conclusions. And so has invested susten- substantial effort in making its software difficult to detect, and Pegasus infections are now very hard to identify. <coughs> uh, security researchers suspect more recent versions of Pegasus only ever inhabit the phone's temporary memory rather than its hard drive, meaning that once the phone is powered down virtually, all trace of the software it vanishes. Sure. Uh, one of the most significant challenges that Pegasus presents to journalists and human rights defenders is that the f- is the fact that the software exploits undiscovered vulnerabilities, meaning even the most security-conscious mobile phone user cannot prevent an attack. Quote, uh, this is a question that gets asked to me pretty much every time we do forensics with somebody. What can I do to stop this from happening again? Said Guarnieri. The real honest answer is nothing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm sketchy. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a journalist, right, I'm not a, a human rights lawyer, like, th- these people can p- are potentially a danger at this front, because their numbers, some of these numbers have been to people that are just doing genu- genuinely good shit, but because the, you know, the people that are copying these, which most of them are governments, they don't fuck with some of these people. Go look at what's happening in Belarus right now. Go look what's happening in Belarus right now, Okay. Uh, the the leader of the opposition was on Channel Four News yesterday saying I might get killed. Like what the fuck? You know I'm not saying Belarus is using Pegasus, but I'm just saying as a general example. You know you consider elite like imagine if we imagine if in the UK Boris Johnson put out a hit on Keir Starmer. Like that's what's happening basically in Belarus right now, right? And you're telling me that Belarus Belarus might not might not be enticed by using Pegasus. By using something like Pegasus to to, to quote unquote crush their enemies, you know what I mean? Like just imagine that. Like just, I'm just I'm just reading uh, I'm just reading all the all the the uh, articles that the Guardian has right now on on the Pegasus project alone. Right, um, Princess Satifa, uh, uh, uh who uh, uh, I think it was um, what's she, what's she, who's your Princess? To um, I think I think she, is it Saudi or United Arab it's one of those. Um, uh, a call for Hungarian ministers to resign. Uh, Emmanuel Macron again. (laughs) There are so many, man. Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama's inner circle listed in Pegasus Project data. The Dalai fucking Lama. Who the hell is trying to surveil the Dalai Lama? Are you serious? You know what I mean? So while this is you know, while this can be, uh, you know, one of these things where you can wipe, where you personally can wipe your hands of it and just go, well, I'm just a regular person. I'm not, I'm not Emmanuel Macron. I'm not the Dalai Lama. I don't have enemies like this. Right. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point of the matter is that this this kind of software is a thing. And the fact that it is a thing, it can potentially be, I don't know it could someone could find the uh pegasus code uh reduplicate it and do some other shit with you with you instead with some with some and you could be the poor schmuck that um that gets their, that gets their uh, phone hacked and you don't even know about it right and and again i say this just pu- I, i'm saying all this ju- purely just for informational purposes cuz as the last line said from Guanieri right there we probably can't do anything about it, but the fact that we can't do anything about it at this point should be scary enough. It really should be scary enough. It scares me, and it should scare you. On, I'm gonna be complete. I'm gonna keep it buck fifty. I'm gonna keep it a ton with you. I think it should scare you. Not, not for now. Not for this particular project of what it is, because I don't feel. I'm going to get clocked uh, just because I've said Pegasus 20 uh, 20 times during this uh during this uh you know podcast that I have, right? Probably not, right? But down the line this shit th- th- this this won't be the only piece of spyware. This one and it probably isn't already. So if this is one spyware, imagine there's at least five more about kicking around. And you know It can be you someday, maybe not today, but it can be you someday. And Princess Atifa was Dubai. It was Dubai, that was the place, anyway. Uh, right, moving on to our second life topic. And uh, this is a complete, uh, just, swerve to something completely different. Uh, but that's what you're here for. Uh, that's why That's why I do this for, anyway. Um, so, this is about uh, black women and hair. Uh, black black women's hair, and uh, specifically hair products uh, directed towards black women. Um... So, I actually learned about this a couple of weeks ago, but um, I've found this article, this, uh, you know, very, I think, in depth. Uh, shout out to Nadine White again, uh, via The Independent. Uh, this is campaign urges uh, beauty firms to pull toxic hair products aimed at black women. Um, and I just find this crazy to think about. I-, I read this, I read some of this already. And, you know, I, I just, I just. Yeah, I, I've I've always thought about you know how you know uh, makeup and uh, hair products. Like, I just see it all the time, and I say this as a dude, right? I'm 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 openly saying this as a dude, right? I don't know, right? I'm not. i maybe being a. I mean, it's maybe being a, me being a. Me, this is just dude talk, right? Maybe maybe it's just that, right? I'm trying to be objective about it, but I see like, all the, you know, the makeup. Like, it's putting put makeup on your face and all the hair products that women use and i'm just like are oh, none of those bad for you right you know what i mean like is, is it is it not bad for you any of it um and that's just i, I just think about that all the time and uh, and i say i say that completely fine with the fact that i'm a dude <laughs> I, I say that completely fine with the fact that i'm a dude and i and society doesn't tell me to you know do all this stuff that some women I'm not saying all but some women feel compelled to do um but anyway see we all this. let's get into the cycle. Uh, a campaign <coughs> a campaign group is demanding that quote-unquote toxic hair products uh, marketed at black women are taken off shelves following research that found uh, that found long-term use of lye-based relaxers uh, may be linked to increased breast cancer risk and that was the uh, that, that was the news headline I saw a couple of weeks ago um uh, level Up is targeting major brands, including L'Oreal, Revlon, and Motions over shampoo and relaxants uh, containing lye and uh, spelled L-Y- L-Y-E, by the way, um, and other uh, chemicals uh, linked to serious health con- uh, complications, including hormone imbalance, asthma, fibroids, and fertility problems. The group, which previously forced ITV to remove plastic surgery and diet pill adverts from Love Island, is behind the uh, hashtag #NoMoreLies campaign. I like it. I like that. That was good. That was, that was sitting right there. You could not do any better. Uh, campaign petition and is challenging the brands to respond. Why is the common name for highly caustic sodium hydroxide? Sei uh, falodun uh, liburd. Yeah, I said that right. Uh, the group's co-director said it's quote. Disgraceful that well-established companies are still using harmful hydroxides in their rela- relaxers. As a girl, I remember spending hours in the salon with my mum, watching countless women who looked like her enter, sit in the chair, have the relaxing cream slathered on and leave looking like different women, she said. Uh, none of us knew that these products would make us seriously, fatally unwell. If the lives of black women and girls are important to these companies, they'll listen to the science and voices of black women and take these poisonous products off the shelves, unquote. Uh, a recent study published in the Carcinogenesis Journal, Carcinogensis Journal, yep, no, I thought I thought it was Genesis, but it's Genesis, uh, a Journal by Oxford University concluded that black women who use lie bla- lie based uh, relaxers at least seven times a year for over fifteen years or more had around a thirty percent increased risk of developing breast cancer compared with those who use it less frequently. The US-based researchers examined data from Boston University's Black Women Health Study, uh, which assessed their medical diagnosis of 50,000 African-American women for over a 25-year time uh, time period, plus variable factors that can impact upon their well-being. Uh, Between 1997 and 2017, some 95% reported using lie-based relaxers and uh, uh, 2,311 developed breast cancers. Uh, Concerns around uh, racial disparities in healthcare uh, linked to chemicals found in cosmetic products are not new. Previous studies as far back as 2012 have also suggested a correlation between chemical relaxer use and uterine fibroids, a condition that disproportionately affects black women. Data published in the International Journal of Cancer 2019 uh, revealed that permanent dye use use could determine a heightened breast cancer risk in black women by up to 45%, compared with approximately 7% among white women. Uh, The detailed research in this area has yet to be carried out in the UK, but black British women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with advanced breast cancer uh, than their white counterparts, according to data from Public Health England and Cancer Research UK. Fibroids occur at a younger age and grow more quickly in black women and are the reason behind over uh, 50% of hysterectomies among this group uh, across the UK, compared with 30% of white women. Francesca, uh, 34, has backed the hashtag lies campaign and said black women are all too uh, too often coerced uh, into adhering to standards of beauty which is costing lives. That was my dude. That was, that was what I was meant to say when I uh, when I was talking about the do talk uh, quote. My sister and my partner's family have used hair relaxes throughout their lives. She told the Independent. The pressure on women to conform to white uh, Western beauty ideals is astounding, even now. To think this is compounded by physical poisoning and go- is galling. Um, I will be boycotting these companies until these uh, this changes, unquote. Potentially of substances are found in relaxer kits, hot oil treatments, leave-in conditioners, and anti-frizz balms, uh, research has uh, shown. Uh, independent, uh, The Independent recently examined products aimed at black women in the UK-based hair shops uh, and found that many contained lye, including uh, classic... uh oh God. <coughs> okay, I'm going to have to take a breath for, for this one. This is a lot of lists. Classic rare laxa with an H uh, by Mizani Shea Miracle Bouncy Curls Pudding by African Pride OGX uh, Beauty's range of shampoos and conditioners plus a variety of dark and lovely shampoos. Some relaxer kits, uh, some relaxer kits, uh, kits sh- such as God damn, relaxer kits such kits such as just for me, no uh, uh, just for me, no light conditioning creme for children. Africa's uh, best. Africa's best. Africa's best herbal intensive. That's just a weird name for everything. Africa's best. That's like uh, Africa's best uh, herbal intensive deep conditioning. Low no lie relaxer system and soft sheen Carson's uh, optimum salon uh, hair care Defy breakage. No lie relaxer. Contained lie in its contents. This is why packaging saying otherwise. Fuck. Oh my gosh. Give me a comma. I need a comma in some of these, man. Like I thought this was one big name. Like how I was reading it. Okay, a spokesperson from uh, cosmetic giant Johnson Johnson, which is behind the OGX line of products, said, "Quote: The health and safety of people who use our products is our top priority, of course, it is. Uh, that's, why, that's why you put light in it, right? Yeah, of course. Um, our hair products are intended for all use in uh, all hair types, and our marketing campaigns are culturally inclusive. Uh, sodium hydroxide is used at low levels. Uh, appro- how about none? How about none? Uh, how about that? Uh, by the EU Cosmetic Product Regulation. Uh, to balance the pH levels of our products. Uh, we carefully uh, select ingredients and stand behind the product performance and rigorous uh, testing of our products, unquote. Responding to hashtag no more, lile, uh, no more lies, so I keep saying, I keep singing like there's two L's in it, it's lies, and not lies. Uh, World Afro Day founder, Michelle DeLeon, uh, said uh, the matter needs greater attention from harmful products for adults to ones marketed towards children too, quote. The fact that child relaxers even exist, which chemically break down their hair structure, uh, I would now like to see some studies in action looking at the ingredients in children's afro hair products, too, she told The Independent. If we can ask companies to be cle- uh, cleaner for the environment, then we can also ask them to protect black women's bodies from harmful chemicals. Hair discrimination has long been a life and death issue for black people, and more studies are showing this to be the case, unquote. Uh, L'Oreal has previously ta- uh, been taken to task for its product ingredients. A string of US lawsuits in recent years have seen thousands of women uh, claim that the brand's uh, lie and no-lie components uh, have caused hair loss and scalp burns. In response to this uh, one particular lawsuit in 2016, L'Oreal uh, said repeated warnings on the packaging... <laughs> Quote-unquote, repeated warnings on the packaging made, the, made clear the product's, quote, capacity to cause injuries, unquote, and said, quote, no reasonable consumer would gather that the product is not caustic, uh, when faced with exterior packaging containing warnings like contains alkali, wear gloves, can cause blindness, serious injury to dot 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 skin, and permanent hair loss, unquote. I mean, I mean, sure. But if you, I, I've actually, you know what, now I think about that, I may, again, because I'm a dude, I'm not exactly privy to this kind of thing. I don't know if it's desensitizing or whatever, right? But I saw I see women wear gloves, and not, it's not even just black women. My mum is white; she wears, she, you know, she wears gloves to do her hair too. You know what I mean? So, and I always just wonder, like, what the fuck is in this in this stuff for you not to, to for this not to get on your skin, but yet you're putting it on your head? You know what I mean? Just just a thought. I, I, I've always I've always wondered that. Um, but yeah, f- fuck L'Oreal, regardless on that front. Um, how long's this cycle? I don't know if I got. Uh, don't want to get repetitive. Um, uh, let's go here. Uh, Doctor Emma Medreth, uh, Mer- Medreth, uh, Meredith, Director General of CTPA said, "quote All all cosmetic products in the UK are safe to use and safely, uh, and safety is the top priority of the of the cosmetics industry for each and every consumer. The ingredients in hair relaxes do not cause breast cancer. In well, fa- oh, she's oh, she's saying it with all her chest. Uh, the CTPA, by the way, is the Cosmetic, Toiletry, and Perfum- uh, Perfumery Association. Um, just a." you know, just for night. Uh, She's saying this to the whole chest. The ingredients in hair relaxes do not cause breast cancer. Okay. Oh shit! Well, spoiler for a Uh In fact, the study, uh, the study authors themselves state that the, the results of the study were largely null, and the results from this study cannot be used to conclude that certain hair relaxers impact breast cancer development. Unquote. For so context, the study summary states, "Quote: uh, Results of this study were largely null, but there were some evidence that heavy use of lye containing hair la- hair relaxers uh, may be associated with increased risk of ER plus breast cancer." Unquote. A spokesperson from the Department of Business, Energy, and Industrial Strategy. Okay. Why? Uh, quote. Uh, Keeping people safe is the government uh, top priority. Yeah. Why, why is it, Why does people keep saying this? We, we get it. We get it. Top priority. Yeah. We, we get it. Right? It's, it's, I'm not even going to say that quite. I don't care anymore. Because the fact I keep saying top priority is just annoying to me. Uh, By law, cosmetics uh, may, only need, may only be placed on the UK market if they are safe. Uh, there are restrictions on the use of potential harmful chemicals in cosmetic products and specific controls related to the chemicals permitted to in hair dyes. Uh, yeah, unquote. So, I mean, take that what you will. Um, go read the port for yourself if you like. Uh, the link is in, in, in the article itself at the, at the beginning. Um, I mean, I feel like w- there has to be something towards this. Um, continu- considering, you know, of how large uh, the gap is for black women getting, you know, all these things from fibroids to uh, to just breast cancer and all the other things that were mentioned. It has to be something. And, you know, black women use different products from white women. It's just a fact. Like they they you know, they just use different stuff. I don't see white men using dark dark and lovely. So, you know, it's it's just it's just a thought there has to be something and i hope this is just the uh, just the beginning of more deeper research because uh i there ha there there clearly is something there um and the the fact that all of these all of these companies and governmental bodies and governing bodies are saying oh well, you know oh safety is our top priority they literally all said that they all said that and, and you know as when, when some people I, I can't, I can't firm you know, this is just me in general. When a lot of these people, when they all say the same thing, you know, you have to, th- you have to think they're just bullshitting. I, I I think they're bullshitting. You know, you can, you can, you can say if they're quacking like a duck, then they're, then, then they're a duck, right? If you want to believe them, go ahead. But, you know, the, the, these health issues are so prevalent uh, for, for black women um and uh d- there needs to be more research on it and uh if, if 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 it's if it's if it's if hair products add to it then they should be fucking changed straight up simple as that I hit finish off with uh, film and TV, and uh, I got this. I, found, I, I saw this headline, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a bit of it, but I'm not gonna read it all because I have just I just have a point to make about this and a solution towards that particular uh, gripe I have towards all this. Um, but yeah, but I just saw this, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, what what are we doing here? You know, just just what are we doing here?" So, uh, the, this is called Jason Momoa. Uh, Seville Nerves four to six hour cut of Dune, I don't want it trimmed. What are we doing here, guys? Are we really tr- four to six hour cuts of films? Are you seriously ta- are you taking a piss? Anyway, so I, I I clearly have a problem with this, but let's just get into some of these quotes, right? Let's, let me just uh. Uh, you know, it, the is not that long, so yeah, I might read it all, but, you know, it's just, let, me just, let me just get in some of these quotes, alright? So, let's get into the whole... Let's get, let's, I'm just going go to go over the start of the article, right? Uh, Dennis Villeneuve's uh, Dune does not debut in theaters and on... Uh, yeah, does not debut with theaters and on HBO Max until uh, uh, October 22nd. But star Jason Momoa is already beating the drum for Warner Brothers to release the four-to-six-hour version of the science fiction tentpole... Dune is the first part of a intended two-part adaptation of Frank Herbert's iconic 1965 novel. Momoa told the New York Times that he doesn't want any footage uh, they shot for the first movie trimmed. Quote, it was a cool movie. You know what they need to do? They need to make the four to six hour version of the first half, Momoa said. It's like, let's watch the four to five hour movie like a TV show. I can choose when I want to watch the whole thing. I want to see Dennis's whole version. I don't want it to be trimmed, unquote. Just how much footage was cut from the Dune assembly cut to the theatrical cut remains to be seen. Villeneuve's longtime editor Joe Walker revealed that the original cut of the director's Blade Runner 2049 was four hours, which inspired an original plan to split 2049 to two parts. Villeneuve and Walker were going to split 2049 at the point where uh, uh, Kay, Ryan Gosling, and Hologram Joy and Adamus make love using Mariette, uh, Mackenzie Davis as a body double. Okay. Um, I, I, do I even need to read that bit? No, I don't need to read that. I'm just going to skip a bit. Uh, Villeneuve and Walker knew the studio would not release a two-part, uh, four-hour Blade Runner 2049, so the plan was quickly scrapped, and the film was edited into what became the theatrical cut. Villeneuve only agreed to direct Dune for the Legendary and Warner uh, for Legendary and Warner Brothers, if they agreed to let him split Herbert's novel into two films. Even Split, however, the first Dune movie is robust and needs trimming, despite Momoa not wanting anything cut. Um, uh, Yada, 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 22nd of October is dropping, right? Okay, right, okay. Okay. So, this is adding on to, in my mind, this is adding on to a, a potential trend. And I say that now in terms of the fact that they're even coming out, right? I'm sure before the Snyder Cut of Justice League, right? There's been plenty of films that the where the director and editor were like, "Oh my gosh, we did it! This is so sick!" Uh, but it's six hours. Okay, I'm sure. I, I'm 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 definitely sure that you know uh, most directors always need to cut their shit. Okay. And it's oh, and and you know that's why the director's cut was the thing, right? That's why the director's cut was the thing. But funny enough, most of the time, it, it doesn't really doesn't really serve any purpose, right? Uh, you know, I've watched a couple of director's cuts of some movies. I'm just like, eh, theatrical was fine. You know, I could, I've, I live with that. You know, what I mean, I, I feel like the director's cut was probably you know, b- b- not worth you know being the actual theatrical cut, right? And you know. Obviously, the director's cut cuts for the fanboys, right? If they want to see the more scenes, oh, 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 this scene was supposed to be here. You know what I mean? So, I'm sure this is this has been a thing for a long, long time, right? The uh, you know directors have had this three hour cut that they've had to cut down to two hours, right? And they've been so sad that uh, they couldn't deliver the whole thing. You know, uh, the the director, the right, was it the writer or director, um, of um. Uh, the first Suicide Squad, the the quote unquote crap one, right, um, basically hopped on on Twitter uh, recently and uh, you know defended himself, you know uh, after not saying much about it, um, you know saying the cut I had was you know deep, uh, I had this and that and you know and then it got cut to oblivion, that's why it was garbage, right, and that's fine, bro, that's fine, right, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he's. You know, honest about that—that that his cut was would have made the first suicide cut not boo boo. Okay, I'm sure, right? But guys, four to six hours—you're fucking mad. You're fucking mad. But I have a solution. I have a solution for you guys. Okay, and I—I I think I think it solves a lot of problems that are happening in the moment. Okay, so. I'm gonna label this. Uh, this is this is solving three things. My solution solves three things, right? One, it solves people like Jason Momoa, Des- Denis Villeneuve, um, and these and all these other directors and you know just people in the film that go, oh, oh, the the, the twenty the twenty hour cut is so much better. Oh my gosh, it's so much better, right? This for fi- this 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 gets this makes them happy. It makes, uh, it makes uh, film buffs happy because I feel like film buffs are film buffs because uh, they love the magic of cinema and they feel TV is, uh, is uh, you know, ste- overstepping the boundary in recent years. And, uh, you know, just, just, take the, just take the however millions of dollars that the, uh, Amazon, Amazon, are, Amazon are paying for the Lord of the Rings series. That's basically going to be a whole film. Just cut into bits. Literally. It's a it's a film cut into bits, right? We know this for a fact, okay? So it's gonna it's gonna make film buffs happy. And it's also gonna make theatres happy. Okay? What is the solution you ask? Glad you asked. Here's the solution, okay? Cut Dune however you like, Denny Villeneuve and Joe Walker. Was it Joe Walker? I forget the name. Um cut cut it however you like. Six four five six ten hours do what you like okay film more film the second part as well fuck it do it all do it all right now okay make it 12 hours do it okay cut it however you want it within reason obviously you know make have some sort of continuity and you know if they're like an hour each or an hour and a half each right you know what i mean just try and find some continuity in there right have an attempt at that, preferably, not, not have the, like, the first episode be 30 minutes, and like the second episode be 90, right, have some continuity okay, providing that cut it however you want and then because, and then, you know the reason why he, they, they're doing this, right, and the reason why Snyder cut was a thing, and uh, the reason why, uh, you know they, they want to do this four hour cut but they they don't want it in TV, they don't want it on TV Okay, they'd rather not have it on HBO Max. Let's be real. Okay, they want this to be in cinemas. They're one of those people. If you're a film director, you want your shit in cinemas. You want your shit shown in cin- sh- shown in cinemas, <laughs> sh- shown in cinemas. Okay, so solution: cut it however you want, and show it in all in cinemas in a monthly in, in monthly installments. And I say monthly, you can do it in weekly if you like, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, uh you know, don't want to keep don't want to go to the cinema every single week, the average person. So make it a monthly thing, right? Make it make it a whole event. Twelve months, 12, 12 months of dune. You know what I mean? Just do that if you want, right? If you know, providing you do the other two. You have that twelve hour cut that I'm talking about, right? Or six months of Dune, right? Do that because I saw the final episode of Sherlock in the cinema, in Southampton, and it was fucking brilliant, I fucking loved it, right, and it was simulcast at the same time it was going to show on BBC One, so while you, all you lot were watching on BBC One, I was watching it in the fucking Southampton Odeon, having a whale of fucking time, okay, it was great, right, and that's TV show, Okay, that's a TV show, a very high quality TV show, right? That you could have made, that could have been, you know, it was obviously like a film, uh, had a film vibe to it, right? It was very long, I think it was ninety minutes, hundred minutes, right? So you know, it was in a cinema. I think that I think it works, okay? And obviously, Dune is a cinema, is a cinematic, mas- uh, cinematic thing, right? I know you say masterpiece, like I don't care. Um, it's a it's a cinematic uh, work, right? So show it in a cinema in monthly installments. And if if this quote unquote46 hour cut is as good as you think it is, then put it to the test. show it to this, show it in this monthly format. Have the first part, second, third, fourth, in monthly installments, pick a day every 20th of, of whatever month, show it, okay? And then show it for a month and then take it away. never be seen again. Until you know, uh, until you want to front on HBO Max, like like the 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 system was supposed to work as, film first, streaming second, or TV streaming second, whatever, right, or both, yeah, do that, do it, do it how you how how all these how all these studios wanted to uh, intended it to be, okay, and if it is, and let the audience decide, if it is good, if this cut is as good as you think it is, then show it in monthly installments, because I'm I'm gonna be real with you. I am not watching a four to six-hour Dune in one go. I am sorry, I personally am not. There may be some people who really love the book and love the uh uh McClanahan one. I forget who directed it, but the McClanahan one, Carl McClanahan. like right, they they may love it and they're gonna they're gonna most likely enjoy this one. All right, they they might they might binge it all. Fine by me. Go for it. There are people who watch Justice League. Don't know why, but go for it. Do you, boss? All right, it's your time. Do how you want but for me personally, I'm not going to watch four, four to six hours of Dune. I might watch it in my fleet I might. I might be enticed by that. Not because it's my idea, but I might be enticed by that, right? So with that said, we've cut... Okay, we've cut two birds and one stone, right? Here, we've already done that. So we've done the directors. They do what they want with it. Drop it in cinemas like they want to, because they want to drop it in cinemas first, right? And the theatres have something to show every single month guaranteed for six months, right? Boom. Instant cash. Boom. Right? Now, the third one, and this is for the film buffs and just for the film geeks of general, right? And whoever gives a fuck about these kind of things, right? Clearly, film and TV as, as two entities have kind of, you know, blended together. And I feel like a lot of film buffs and film geeks miss the old days because film was film and TV was TV. You didn't see cinematic TV shows. You only saw cinematic cinematic cinema, right, (laughs) right, this will not, not, not make the gap what it used to be, right, but I think it will part the gap a little bit, because if you're showing films in cinemas again, exclusively in cinemas again, right, and not having it on HBO Max immediately, like we all have, like we all have had, uh, like, uh, you know, all these films have been having to do, obviously, for for obvious reasons, right, it will create that gap once again. Where people will have to go to the cinema to actually watch a film, okay? And you create that gap once more. You're not going to stop the film, uh, the cinematic TV shows, you know. And that's and that is what it is. That, but but if you want to make that gap a little bit, for, just eke out as far as you can to this point. Because let's be real, we're never going to have that gap again. We're never going to have that film and TV gap again. It's they're always going to be very very close to each other now people are putting mad money into tv shows and it is what it is okay but if you want that gap do this idea because people some people still value cinema i still value cinema and i still value going to the cinema right if you want this to happen if if you want the if you want the theaters and the cinemas to be revitalized do it like this create long-term events like dune okay this kills three birds with one stone i legit believe this is a good idea put 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 give me give, put it put my feet to the fire but i think this is a boss idea and it really tests what the director can do because if Villeneuve believes that this four to six-hour film is better wh- than whatever the theatrical cut has been going to be, put it to the fucking test and show it in four to six inst- monthly installments and show them exclusively in cinemas, and if and let the audience decide. If the audience thinks this is worth, if the first if the first part was worth the second part, if the second part was worth the third, etc., etc., then so be it. So be it. Okay. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Family Podcast Network, it's been Moss Good. I've been Chai Taylor, and it's been Moss Good. Intro music has been Too Much by Vanilla. You can find his link in the full show notes. Thanks to Joel Breckers for the ability to use a track. You can also find their link in the full show notes. Thanks to Nappy Hire for the charismatic for the interlude. Uh, You can find his site in the full show notes. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. I should always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen.